Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Doing Chon Dirt. I'm your host, Evan McCrory, and we're getting ready for a busy weekend here across the Carolinas for all types of dirt racing. We got the Throwback 50 hosted by the XR Working Man Series that is going to be tomorrow night, May 25th. It's a Thursday at Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney, South Carolina. And joining me, uh, he's across all types of stuff in the Carolina. Carolina is relating with the Carolina Sprint Tour, Livonia Speedway, and obviously the place your mom warned you about, Cherokee. Will Richard, he joins, talks about all types of stuff, everything he's involved in, a lot with Cherokee. Uh, even like some Coke 600 talk in a bunch of our first races, but awesome to talk to him, find out a little bit more, and uh, we'll be seeing him tomorrow at Cherokee. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the interview with Will, and before we get into that, this is going to be now on the Front Wheel Drive Friday phone lines. Uh, Joker style Kyle Jinx. He is came on to help a little bit with the podcast. I appreciate him a lot. He's an awesome dude. Like I said in last week's episode, we got to see him at Lakeview a couple weeks ago. And uh, just shout out to Kyle and I hope you guys enjoy the interview with Will. Today's guest, he is a jack of all trades. He does social media for multiple series and tracks. He announces at Livonia Speedway, and he is also running the social media for Cherokee Speedway, and that's where you're going to be this Thursday night, tomorrow, the 25th, for the Throwback 50 for the XR Working Man Series, paying 10000 to win. Will Richard, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. It's a uh, it's a it's a weeknight, getting ready for weeknight racing. Something I'm not super familiar with. I only get to do that a handful of times a year. So, going to take a half day at work, head up to the racetrack, and get ready for what I what I think is going to be a great kickoff to Memorial Day weekend in terms of racing. Because it feels like every track right now has a big event planned, and I think Thursday night with the XR Working Man Series is the perfect way to kick it off. I think it is. It, if you're in the whole sphere of upstate South Carolina and central North Carolina, you know what's happening this weekend. There's so much happening. Like right now, they got the Millbridge uh, midgets going on right now with the Extreme Outlaws. They got uh, stuff going on at Hickory tomorrow, and then everything's going to be at the big track this weekend for the 600 weekend on Memorial Day, racing all the way from pretty much this week from Tuesday all the way through Monday. Uh, I think it's just going to be action packed. If you're just out there, Find your local track, find what they're going on, go support them, and we'd like it to be either Cherokee Thursday or uh, Carolina Sprint Tour. They're going to be at Livonia on Saturday. Uh, I'm guessing you're going to be there if they're able to get it with the weather permitting. Yeah, so far, the way my schedule is lined up is Thursday, obviously going to be at Cherokee for the, for the throwback 50 with XR. Uh, then Friday, actually going to be just laying low, not doing anything, uh, probably just go somewhere with my wife. Uh, go to the movies or something like that. Then Saturday, I'll uh, be at Livonia for the Rusty Jordan Memorial. Big memorial race, uh, like a 3,000-plus paying stock car race that we have mm. every year. Uh, the Carolina Sprint Tour is coming for the first time ever. The Carolina Sprint Tour has never really extended outside of the Carolinas, and obviously they're going to Georgia. More specifically now, they are going to Livonia Speedway. Uh, for the first time and then Sunday I will be back at Cherokee for our Mike Butler Memorial which is just as big of a day of racing as you're going to find around this part of the country this weekend and uh, just to add it to the Memorial Day or really Sunday which we, we all know the iconic the greatest day in racing with Monaco Indy 500 the Coke 600 but obviously I will be at Cherokee for the Mike Butler Memorial on Sunday yeah well you got that right the greatest uh, day in racing except maybe that Maybe the F1 stuff. I don't know. It, it's a great – F1's a great spectacle in general, but the overall on-track racing is like the NASCAR short track package. It's a lot of follow the leader, but that, that's enough of the stuff that's not on dirt. But 
Yeah, um, I'm not a big F1 guy, but uh, I, I, I may tune in for a couple of minutes because I'm probably not going to be doing anything Sunday morning. Yeah, it'll be like 9 a.m. probably. For the event. I'm not huge on it. I, I'm really big in the Indy 500. I mean, I don't watch any Indy car race but the Indy 500. I'm a NASCAR guy 100% through and through. But for me, the Indy 500 is the biggest race on the planet, so I, I always look forward to trying to watch most of it. And hopefully... I'll be able to catch the finish before I drive off to Cherokee for our, for our big race on Sunday. I do too. Uh, Indy 500, that was one of the, the – Memorial Day was one of my Christmases growing up really when it came to racing because we didn't even really pay attention to F1 Monaco and that stuff. But we would get home from church or whatever on a Sunday and have our lunch, and then we'd watch the Indy 500 till 4 o'clock whenever it was see the guy pour the milk on him then we'd go turn on nascar race day and then it was that for the whole rest of the evening until i fell asleep like halfway through to coke 600 because i'm seven <laughs> yeah well see my tradition was to go to the 600 i've probably been to eight or nine coke 600s and i'd probably been to five or six in a row and then you had the covid year where fans couldn't go and then i want to say i went to the first one after that which was 2021 and then i was there too started working at cherokee and so cherokee obviously races so it doesn't right now and doesn't really allow me to go and then of course the first year i don't go they have the best 600 they probably had in 15 years exactly i was so upset about that last year i was down with family in edisto beach yep. and i went in 2021 when i was pretty much a snoozer and yeah i was upset i chose the wrong year but funny is the only 600 i went to before that was the first ever rain delayed one in history 2009 the 50th anniversary that david rudiman ended up winning yeah, which kind of ties that back into dirt so. i wanted to be at that race so bad glad i didn't end up going to that race uh, my first ever race period nascar and i've probably been to 30 or 40 nascar races at this point was the 2002 coke 600 i think i was six or mark seven. martin Mark Martin won it. Uh, Stealth Fighter flew over. There's only small details I remember from that day, but that's my first one. But, I mean, I've been to Charlotte, you know, all-star races, Coke 600. I've been to the first ever Roval race. So, Charlotte's always been kind of my, like, my home NASCAR track. So, it's weird not going to the 600 now. But, man, when we're when you're putting up shows like Cherokee's got this Sunday, man, it's going to be a lot of fun on the dirt as well. Exactly. Well, we'll get more than that in a second. But my first ever race was the 06 All-Star Race. It had a bunch of rain, Red Hot Chili Peppers played. And oh, yeah. I don't know. The funny thing is the biggest memory I have from that was Scott Riggs winning the Open. <laughs> it's funny. I remember that year. Yeah. Um, so the 2007 All-Star was my second ever race. We went like five years in between us going to races. My dad, I guess, just was like, hey, I'm going to dangle us going to a race, and then we're, I'm going to make you believe we're never going again. <laughs> and then, uh, I, dude, I didn't, my dad told me the day before the race, I didn't sleep barely at all that night. And it was, we had actually, my dad, we had a big home improvement business at the time. And so Lowe's gave him free tickets because at the time it was still yep, Lowe's Motor Speedway. And so it had hospitality passes and all this stuff. We did it supposedly, I don't remember much from it, but we had like a big Q&A with Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson, which I grew up a Jeff Gordon fan. I don't remember a ton of it, but I know they were there. There was a luncheon. Uh, back then, they still actually had grandstands in turn two, and they were actually mm -hmm. great seats. Yeah, they were. I and remember uh, those. I always, I'll, I'll never forget. That's probably one of my top three racing experiences. Uh, opening lap of the of the Nextel Open, Juan Montoya jumps half the field. Oh yeah. Uh, in, in the was same it? night, the Bush brothers wreck each other. Oh my God, and that was so two, good! All the action was in turn two, and then my dad was a big Dale Jarrett fan, but he also now he's been a Kevin Harvick fan. He, he was already starting to like Harvick before Jarrett retired. Well, Kevin Harvick wins that race in the platinum and yellow twenty nine car. I always remember yep. that. That was all really really cool. As a Harvick fan, that's a very fun night in my heart. <laughs> but uh, we'll get past that. Going back to what do you guys have on the books for Sunday at Cherokee? 
So Mike Butler Memorial, we've got the MIDI 602 late models. They're playing 5,000 to win, so a pretty solid stout race for the 602 late models. Uh, we've got the Monster Mini Stock Association boys in town. They're actually running a doubleheader this weekend. I think they're at Lawrence on Saturday. And yes, they are. Uh, with us on Sunday, they're paying 1,500 to win. Uh, then we've got just the, the weekly show, the Street Stocks. They're paying, I think, $1,000 to win. Um, I think we've got some of our other divisions. I want to say Young Gun V8. There's another two, Pure Stock, Thunder Bomber. Uh, I think I've hit on all of them. They're going to all be in action. Um, and just uh, just one of those classic Cherokee shows, a lot of stock car racing. But obviously that 5,000 to win 602, I mean, assuming the weather and everything can play right, you, you're going to assume there's going to be a, a sturdy car count going for that because I believe Tacoa may be running Sunday. But it really in this region, I think Cherokee, especially in South Carolina, is really the only place running on Sunday, obviously. Yeah. Besides, you know, the big Charlotte race, which is right up the road, but that tends we tend to do fairly well, so that tends to never really impact us very much. Yeah, that that's very interesting. They run that on Sunday. You don't like, especially when you're in a region of a big event, especially like a Crown Jewel, like a Coke Six Hundred. You're not going to have any competition in town, and I, I know it's just like a tradition. Cherokee does that type of stuff. I I, I like them running giving people another option uh, to be able to experience and go out and see some great racing, especially the mid 6 602s They have some great drivers in that division, like with, uh, I believe, I can't, it's hard to separate the drivers I know of from the 602s and the 604s. I know Dalton Jacobs has uh, always been pretty good with them. I believe he, uh, did he get a win at Cherokee a few weeks ago in a 602? I know he, I know he was there. But, I, you know, I know how you're thought because, man, you have so many guys that run so many divisions around here. But, you know, you're probably going to get, like, the John Rosario's, Brian mm-hmm. Mullis. You know, you're going to probably get those guys. Luke Cooper, I think, may may come run with us on Sunday. I think uh, I saw he will. There's just so many guys. But there are also guys that are making names for themselves, and they've done, they've done a bunch of 604 and 602 stuff. So we're hoping we get all those guys um, that will hopefully, um, you know, stop through and, and, and try to compete for that five grand. I think they will, and the weekly Cherokee stuff you guys have been talking about on a bunch of other shows, uh, the track prep has really been developing really well this year throughout the year. The top line starting to come in. A lot of those weekly divisions and even the outside guys have had to go up top on a track over the years that's been kind of known as a bottom-dominant raceway, and I, I think it's just really going to be something special for Cherokee over the next six months to a year and hopefully even longer into the future. Don't you agree with that? A hundred percent. I mean, Chad Wilson, uh, he's been the guy, he's our full-time facility manager. Now that was not a position that was around a month ago. And, uh, you know, Chad has a big history in this. He's been in probably doing it for a decade, decade and a half. Um, he, he ran a motor grader for the state. So he has experience knowing how to, uh, work with the grader, massage the dirt and do everything. And, and it's just been a big effort because, you know, just for a while, it's been plain and simple. Cherokee's put on some rough racing in the last handful of years, and, and that's something that if you can get the track right, any car can race well on it. Um, so, you know, that's that's the bottom line, and so that's what Chad's been working on. Uh, we've had some big holes that were, like, going near the flag stand going into one. We've really worked mm-hmm. on fixing that because, you know, you have a hole or something like that down the front stretch, it offsets the entire corner. So we started that. That really put on some really good racing now in one and two, and, it's all about the work. I'm glad I don't have to do it because it's a science I don't understand because messing with dirt, especially red clay, is just so hard to do. But, man, I, I'm right there with you. I think the next few months it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and hopefully we just keep learning more to make it better and better as, as the months and hopefully the years pass. Going back to you, like, not understanding the dirt as a science, I also don't know that much about it myself. Like like you, I'm decently 
new to the dirt game, especially in this uh-huh. area. So one of my first experiences, how I understood the dirt could be like chemically messed up was I was at the world finals during the COVID year when they called it the last call. And there was actually a pH imbalance in the dirt that year that made it just incredibly dusty. It was the worst dust you will ever see at a racetrack. And everybody complained people said they wouldn't come back. And then Charlotte tested their dirt. And they're like, yeah, no, this is way off. We are sorry we put on this product. And ever since, the dirt levels have been way down. The racing has been better. Like, you couldn't even see the dirt vision. You couldn't even see the tracker, any battles on on the screen because of all the dust. It was just gray. And going back to Cherokee, they're really developing and really progressing the way that they um, are working on it. And Chad's been doing an awesome job. And I, I listen to those shows, uh, from you and from XR, uh, all gas, no breaks. Both of you guys put on awesome podcasts, you and Scott. Um, they, I think Chad's doing some awesome stuff with y'all. And I think it's going to really progress through the years. And I think it, I hope, hopefully it changes the preconceived notion people have about Cherokee where they're like, oh, no, I can't go there. Don't put on no good race no more. It's not like it used to be in the 80s. I hope this really ushers in a good era for Cherokee Speedway. Oh, I mean, me too. I mean, Kyle Strickler's been a big advocate for us. Uh, you know, Strickler was first hand, had to go to the high side to win a win a um, 602 modified race a month or so ago. Uh, talked to Trent Ivy on the latest episode of our Cherokee Chatter podcast, and and Ivy was talking about how he, you know, he, you know, everybody's knowing what is going on, and he really thinks that a new tide is turning at Cherokee as well, and. And obviously, at the end of the day, it's on us to make sure that momentum stays, right? I mean, you know, you can have a good race or two, but if you don't back it up each and every week, or at least majority of weeks, you know, dirt is going to change. Dirt is never 100% the same. doesn't matter if it's the same temperature, same weather, same dirt as last week. It's going to act different in some form or fashion. But trying to just find some level of consistency, consistently putting on a show, you know, it's up to us to do that. But But it's definitely been fun because it feels like the forward momentum is there to get better racing. Now, I think all that even started just with like an atmosphere change that felt different, something different about Cherokee way back even at March Madness two and a half, three months ago. Just the atmosphere and just how much energy in general there was and how how excited people felt is something I don't think I felt at Cherokee in a really long time. Yeah, I think so during the off season it was announced that there was gonna be no Lucas Oil and no World of Outlaw race at Cherokee yes. this year. It's the first time in a while that, that has happened. And and Behind the scenes, that was not a Cherokee Speedway decision. Uh, most tracks, when that happens, it is not their decision. Um, and so a lot of people really kind of thought that, that Cherokee was losing its footing. And then all of a sudden, Barry Braun and XR come on board and, and really kind of jump on on board with Cherokee Speedway and the history of it. March Madness was, you know, it was the highest paying March Madness, 20000 to win, Southern All-Star sanctioned, but XR really kind of came in and rejuvenated that event. They put in a lot of that money. Um, they're actually doing the same thing with the Blue Gray 100 in November. Mm-hmm. But but the, the XR team, whether it's Scott, who, who's been a great guy to try to get to know a little bit, I've only met, met him once, but also I've been on the podcast as well. I've talked to him a couple of times. Um, that whole group, they've really embraced Cherokee, and I think that's what it takes is um, – I'm still new to all the dirt stuff, um, but when it comes to the other two big brands of, of dirt late model racing, it's sort of a, of, of they want to pick and choose where they go, which they have the right to. Um, and, and the Southeast is not one of their biggest markets. Cherokee was a place they brand to, but 
you know, it, it felt like it was more the balls in their court than a Cherokee's court about every decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, with XR, it's kind of been a new wave of XR wants to be part of this team and wants to have Cherokee have that culture of being the place your mama warns you about. And I think that's been refreshing. March Madness was massive. I mean, it just felt different. Um, I, I've been with the Cherokee. I, I want to <laughs> say this is my second or third year at Cherokee. And March Madness was like anything. I, I, I've never I've never felt that. I, I, get, I didn't get to make the 40000 to win race a couple of years ago. I had COVID at the time, so I missed that race. But since then, March Madness had to have been the biggest kind of vibe that Cherokee has felt. 20000 to win, packed grandstands, a lot of race cars. And, and I think there's chances for us to have that throughout the year. Um, and, and again, the blue gray 100 is going to be very similar. 20,000 to win XR is really pushing that event as well. So I'm right there with you, man. I, I think that the, as long as we can keep that culture of Cherokee up, I think it, it can be great things. And it really has felt a strong start of 2023. I, I agree with you when it comes to how that just looked different. I, I remember, I think it was the day me and you met, uh, like me and you would see each other a couple times through the day and kind of like look at each other like man this is a lot <laughs> there's a lot happening here and that was a completely different vibe compared to the world of outlaw show though i believe it was the rock galt memorial if i'm correct back in 2021 yeah. i believe it was it, it, I say it was it when you're at some of those outlaw shows and lucas shows i love those series i i enjoy going to them whenever i'm out out of the region uh, it, it feels like a more, I wouldn't say corporate, but more, not professional, more kind of TV sense thing, especially when uh, Dirt Vision really started coming up and Mav TV. But that just gives credit to Barry Jackson, everybody at XR, uh, Scott, uh, to what they've been doing. They're doing a lot of stuff with Carolina Clash with the co-sanction of the Blue Gray, like you were saying earlier, making that the highest, uh, is it going to be the highest paying Blue Gray this year, 20000 the highest paying Blue Gray ever. I believe so, too. And Blue Gray has such a long history over the last 25, 30 years, I believe. I was listening to uh, Kyle Armstrong's podcast, uh, Forward Bites. Uh, it's a great one. He was talking to um, Mike Galt a couple months ago. And they're going over the history of how that started, trying to find like another crown jewel later into the year, right when everything started to end, and uh, trying to bring that prestige back to it. XR is really pumping it into it, helping out the Carolina Clash. And uh, they're helping out Carolina Clash and a couple other things. They did uh, the stream for the Livonia Buck Simmons Memorial back in April I was at. Uh, uh, were they also there for Cherokee that Saturday for the Stick Elliott? I believe I, I, they may have. I can't remember. XR, I know, I know for a fact, obviously, they did March Madness stuff. I yeah. feel like there has been another race. But I, I can't say that for sure. I know Dirt 2 Media has done a good handful of things with like street stocks and stuff. But I, I can't remember if XR was then there for that particular race. Mm, either way, they'll be back in November. They're going to be back tomorrow night for the Throwback 50. Uh, yeah. Let's go. We'll we'll finish off the Throwback 50 in just a minute. But let's go over the Carolina Sprint Tour. They had a big doubleheader weekend this past weekend, the 19th and 20th. They're at good old Carolina Speedway in Gastonia. Uh you been to Carolina Speedway before before then, or is that your first trip? So I went to Carolina Speedway probably 12 or 10 years ago. Um, it was ironically on a date with a girl that was who I dated before I ended up meeting my wife. Ah. So I, we went there one time. It was a first date and never been there. Um, and I don't remember much from that. Like I said, it was over a decade ago. And um, I, I didn't remember anything about it. And so Friday I didn't, I didn't have anything. Um, to do and I told my wife I was like you know 
I need to get some content. I haven't been to any of their first four or five races. Um, I need to get some sort of content and see the guys and show face and do all those things. So I rode up to Gastonia on Friday and, um, you know, different vibe, which every dirt track has a different vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know, Carolina's just that kind of backwoods, um, backwoods racetrack kind of setting off right to the side. But, uh, I had a good time while I was there. I was mainly focused on the sprints. I didn't really watch much other racing. I got to see one, maybe one other feature. Um, but it was just really good to see the Carolina Sprint Tour guys. It's been a great start of the year for them. Uh, Carolina Speedway, I enjoy it in uh, certain ways because they're pretty much their sister track is East Lincoln up the road in Stanley about 30 minutes. And even though their sister tracks have a bunch of the same divisions, a lot of the same people work back and forth and race there back and forth Friday, Saturday, it does give me a different vibe too. It does kind of give that backwoods vibe, but a different type of backwoods at East Lincoln to me. I don't know. It's different. You have to be there. I've been to East Lincoln a bunch of times uh, See, with I, a couple I've of buddies. I've been to East Lincoln, so I've, I've got to make it up there. It's just so hard to go to new places now, obviously. I know. But- typically on fridays and saturdays yeah uh, east lincoln has some good racing when it comes to blue ridge uh outlaw late models come up there um the american racer open wheel modifieds put on a good show every once in a while there uh it's a there's a bunch of on-track drama that happens uh but the weekly racings there uh pretty solid i i enjoy making it up there when i can but that's almost two hours for me i'm i was i've talked about a couple people i'm pretty much out in no man's land (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know it happens man but less like me i mean my trip i live in spartanburg south carolina so my trip to cherokee is probably 35 minutes my trip to livonia is about an hour 10 yeah uh my closest for me is sumter 50 minutes and I've then i've never been to sumter yeah, and, uh, Sumter and East Lincoln are very similar in uh racing style just sumter doesn't have a wall and it has a little bit of a d-shape so for Friday at Carolina, we had Jake McLean get the win over Jeff Oliver and Brandon McLean. Uh, fourth was Brian Paulus. Fifth was Johnny Petrozelli, who is the winner back at Traveler's Rest. Uh, winner from Halifax County, Brianna Lawson was sixth. Uh, my boy Ben McCall was seventh. Cal Kozad eighth. Derek Treacy ninth. And John Frutchney tenth. Uh, what do you guys say about the racing they had at Carolina? How did that race unfold, the heat races and everything? Uh, so, you know, heat racing wise, so I was on the back stretch taking pictures. So I was kind of focused on that part. But uh, Sean Bardell had an interesting situation. He had something happen, followed through his motor and stuff. I think the throttle almost got hung at one point. But he put it into his weekend fairly early. But other than that, um, it seemed to be fairly calm. Steve Cerniak also had an issue on his heat race number two. He got spun. Um, I think there was a little bit of contact. Somebody choked. I can't remember quite who. But but overall, I mean, it was a fairly clean night. Clean night. Nobody got over and under and, and, and up and under and all the things you don't want to see in a sprint car. The feature went clean and green. I mean, 25 laps. It felt like as soon as it started, it was over. I was taking pictures in one and two. And by the time you know it, uh, you know, you see the popsicle sticks two to go. And I'm like, all right, well. I guess I need to head to victory lane and, uh, you know, white flag falls. And then, you know, Jake McClain ends up taking the checkered flag, but it, you know, that's how those guys want it. Clean and green. Let's not start having a bunch of topsy turvy sprint cars going around everywhere. Uh, everybody relatively got through the night pretty clean. That's always what you want to see when it comes to sprint cars. seems like they've been pretty clean the ent- uh, entire year so far. I remember when I was at Harris for their opener, they had one caution on like lap two or three. I can't think, I can't fully remember who got in some trouble and, turn two and hit the actually like the pet opening wall at Harris. Uh, but besides that one incident that went green, I'm pretty sure uh, Halifax went green when Brianna won, John, uh, Johnny won. Who am I forgetting that? Also, uh, Sumter won with uh, 
a friend of the show, uh, George, uh, George Laux. That was a good one. That was a hard name. I introduced him with uh, the last name pronunciation that Sean gave me. It was completely wrong, and he didn't uh, correct it or even say his last name until <laughs> 30 minutes into the interview. <laughs> so I yeah, know I didn't know it was Laux until this past weekend, until somebody yeah. else said it. I had no clue. Because George was not able to make it Friday to Carolina, and I was not at Cherokee on Saturday because I had to be at Livonia. Um, but but someone had said it, and I was like, story. okay, now I know how to say it if I ever need to say it. Yeah, he's a cool dude. You need to talk to him next time you see uh, if you see him at Livonia. Uh, will he be there? Yeah, he's he there, should honestly. be. He's yeah. planning on it. Yeah, no, he really cool guy. I enjoyed my talk with him. He's he's done a lot in in sprint car and just racing in general. Uh, but yeah, let's jump over to Saturday for Cherokee. Jeff Oliver, Jeff Oliver ended up getting that victory. Brian Paulus second, Brian McLean third. Corey Hunsberger, fourth. Richard Wisdo bounced back to fifth. Petrozelli, sixth. Lauk, seventh. Lawson, eighth. Frunchny, ninth. And Robert Tyler round out the top ten. And it looked like at the bottom of the run, or a Kel Kozad was a do not start. Uh, do you know anything about how the race where I know you're at Livonia calling the races there, but uh, any info on that? I don't have a ton. I do know. I think the drivers really liked the high side coming in, which we talked about with Cherokee anyways, really trying to uh, – to get the high side. And I think Jeff Oliver, who ended up winning, was talking about that it was a kind of a, a, a – he really liked the racetrack, and it was a different feeling going that fast, aiming for the top of the wall, because typically, like, Cherokee has been down low in the middle. Um, but but I know they talked about, you know, that they, they like that that high approach. I know Ben McCall uh, – McCall's always wild. He always yeah. wants to be up top, always. Sean Vardell's the same way, unfortunately. Obviously, he didn't get to race. Uh, but, but Sean Vardell, if he, can, if he can try to scrub the outside wall, he's normally going to try to don't know much about what happened in the actual race like i said i had ended up being at livonia livonia obviously ended up getting washed out um but uh but but hey i missed them at cherokee but they will be back at cherokee i think late june the carolina sprint tour rolls back through but i think overall looking at the weekend it was so cool because the two winners um obviously now we're we are six for six in winners for the carolina sprint tour six winners different winners in six races and mclean is the all-time race wins leader uh and oliver is second and those two went back and forth and tied each other a couple of times last year for that record so they're like one win off of each other i, th- I want to say mclean's now got 19 wins and oliver has 18 uh so it was really cool to see them both win because it almost feels like when one's getting ready to pull away with that record the other one strikes back and oliver had not even ran with us all year to my knowledge mm-hmm. until yeah. this weekend and then finishes second and first I would love to see them just taking it back and forth. That'd be such a cool story just to keep going. Like they're doing the same as last year, just bouncing that record just back and forth. Um, but yeah, let's go back to Friday night because I saw a post. Uh, you posted a photo of you over the wall, or I, it was either you posted it yourself or Jay Owens posted it talking about you were over the wall taking photos in the same spot they had a car flip over the wall in the same spot like a week or two before. Did you even know that? No, before. I had no clue. If no I, maybe idea. if I had known that, I probably wouldn't have been back there. But I saw it over there, and I'm always looking for just something different. And, and I've been looking over there in Carolina. And originally, I wanted to go to turn one, but there's a fence that runs into the woods over there. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, if I can see the end of the fence, then I'll try to make – there's there's no way I was going to make it to the end of that fence. I mean, if you're talking about thick brush, I didn't even try. Turn back around. And I was like, dude, I got to get some kind of cool shot here. So, uh, which they ended up being okay shots. It wasn't great. The light was starting to get dark and stuff. Um, 
but I just started walking and there's no fence. There's nothing stopping me from going over to the back stretch and there's no fence on the back stretch. So I just set up shop right there for a few minutes during the heat races and, and sat there. I heard the tower had, had uh, not so much fun, fun with that. Um, but they told them that, you know, Hey, it was an official let's roll with it. And I think that's a perk of being an official for an event like that is most people don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I'm not on the same level as you. Some spots, some of the spots I've gotten to be at, like at Lancaster, on like the little inside part of the wall, at turn three and four, like that's really interesting, cool spots you get to be when you're doing media and certain stuff like that. I I enjoy it, and uh, the photographers, the photographers, they sometimes you got to have some balls doing it, you know, in certain spots like that. But uh, yeah, I bet Mark and them up in the booth at Carolina were having fun with you over there. And, uh, yeah, they apparently had radio into Jay, um, like, you know, who's back there? And Jay's just like, hey, just roll the feature. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, Jay, Jay's awesome. He, uh, I see, I've been seeing him a lot of the weekends. I saw Jay like a month straight. I saw him at March Madness, uh, obviously. Uh, I saw him at Carolina the week after, and then like three late model weekends in a row, he was uh, there doing sticks for Rambo. And I've, I've seen the whole year, uh, but – yeah, also at Carolina, that place is, like, deceptively big, it feels like to me. Yeah, it's kind of a weird shape because you don't you don't roll up there and think it's really a big place. But when you think about it, I mean, they, they can get up to some pretty quick speeds there. I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird – it's harder to find Carolina. It's so different. I, I think – I believe it is 3.8s like most places around here, but it, it, it's Might a unique 3.8 like every other place is. Yeah, I, I have a I have a feeling that that's actually four tenths because that place feels long. Like running around that infield, taking videos and stuff I've done before when I was there for the Blue Ridge race. That place it felt pretty big, and yeah, it it's definitely a track I think people need to get to. They have some decent shows throughout the year, good series like the Carolina Sprint Tour, like uh, Blue Ridge. Uh, uh, yeah, Carolina Clash will be there for the Shrine Race in August. Uh, but yeah, let's just uh. Go back over. We got the throwback 50. It's going to be happening tomorrow, Thursday night, May 25th at Cherokee Speedway. Really cheap tickets. I know pit passes are 30 or stands 20, 15? Yeah, stands are 20. And then if you're 17 and under, uh, whoever's listening to this is 17 and under, you are free in the grandstands. And if you do want to go pits, those are only 10 bucks. It's something cool that XR does. Um, and that's all XR. You know, people people might look at Cherokee and say, well, why can't you do this more often? It's like, man, that's an XR. They got a big TV package. They can do some really cool stuff. So just another reason to kick off the weekend on a Thursday night. I know it's weeknight racing. I'm going to have to get up and go to work on Friday myself. But uh, it, it'll it'll be fun. Trust me, if you come and hang out with us, it's going to be a fun night. And uh, some really good prices for a great show. I agree. They had those same prices pretty much for the – uh spring thaw 100 they had a volunteer speedway i think it might have been five bucks more each like 25 35 which paying 35 dollars or 30 dollars for a ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollar race is still crazy when that's like that's the average pit pie uh pit pass price you get for like a regular weekly show at any of these tracks around here so a uh, great deal shout out to xr for being able to make that happen at a lot of their events and they're also doing something really interesting called the dirt dominator uh, have you seen anything about that and how that works? I, I saw so, it work out the other week. I've seen a little bit. I know there's been some familiar things that, that people have called the King of the Hill qualifying. I think it's yeah. very similar to like a King of the Hill style. 1v1, they're going to take top X amount. I think it's top eight from qualifying, and they got to kind of pin them up against each other, which I, I love it. Um, 
you know, the, 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 the few other variations I've seen of it have always been pretty exciting. You always end up getting a handful of positions that end up changing one-on-one matchup. I think it's just something to where, you know, racing is not like other sports, but there are elements from other sports that you could put into racing. And I think that's one of them I really like that kind of, one v one bracket style challenge. I mean, I, I'm cool with that. You know, I, I wouldn't be upset if they tried to do that to set an, an over a whole entire field one day just to try it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, but Dirt Dominator is going to be fun to watch. One v one. It'll be fun to watch at Cherokee. You know, you're really going to talk about that high side. Well, you know, if that high side is going to work, you're going to have to get up there and uh, you know control obviously control the start, get to that high side early, and and hopefully you can put it up front. I I agree. Uh, also on the card for tomorrow night at Gaffney, we are going to have the Thunder Bombers, which I'll go ahead write the write the check to Rod. We get it. Uh, if he's running, I don't know yet if he's running. Okay, yeah, no, he's he's a busy man. He's working. He's probably already working on his street soccer, going getting everything ready because he's still celebrating that ten thousand to win in the Ultimate Street Soccer Challenge the other weekend. But you guys are also going to have the Extreme Fours. Uh, they're going to be competing as well. They've had some great races this year I've seen online, uh, including a bunch of wins from Casey Tao. But, yeah, I'm really excited for a night of racing at Cherokee. And, uh, yeah, do you have anybody that helps with the Cherokee Chatter podcast or anything else to do help uh, support that? You just want to shout them out very quickly before we get out of here? Yeah, you know, we've got the you know great partners help us out of the, at every part of the racetrack. But uh, Magala's Fence Company was a sponsor we had on that specifically wanted us to kind of have the podcast uh, Chad Wilson, we mentioned him earlier. He uh, he was big behind it. You know, I flirted with the idea, and it had been something that rolled in my mind last year about maybe starting a podcast, just to have something different, something unique for people to listen to that we didn't really have. And Chad was big on, yeah, man, we got to do that. Whatever you need to do that, let's figure out how to do it. And Chad was way behind it, and we thought about some different ideas, and eventually we just said, man, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start it. We're going to get rolling, and now we're – we're, uh, I think we're on episode 24 or 25 or somewhere in the mid-20s. It seemed to be going well. We've had some fun guests. You know, obviously the challenge is always trying to make itself unique and different and think about who to talk to next. But uh, but it's been fun. You know, if people are, people are big fans of racing at Cherokee. You know, we've had guys. We just talked to Trent Ivey. We've had Zach Mitchell on. Rod Tucker was on a handful of weeks ago. And, and some other great guys. We've got some other great people trying to get lined up to talk on it. So, um, you know, they, they've just been fun. You can look up the Cherokee Chatter podcast on Spotify or, or pretty much all of them, the, the big apps that you can go play podcast. I am a Spotify user myself, so that's where I listen to it at. But uh, but we'd love to have you uh, have you take a listen and, you know, always give back feedback who you want to see on the podcast. Yeah, well, uh, the dirt racing community, especially here in the Carolina, appreciates all the work you put in between Livonia, Carolina Sprint Tour, and obviously with Cherokee. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see you tomorrow night. You're going to be in the booth or you're going to be down Victory Lane? So I believe tomorrow night, if all goes well, I will be getting to help call my first ever super late model race. Um, it's not something that I've necessarily like, oh, this is what I aspire to do, but like learning more about the dirt game at the local level – you normally don't get to call super late model races because they always have their announcer. Um, and so, you know, they kind of told me, Hey, the normal announcer's not going to be there. Fat baby was going to obviously be announcing anyways. Um, and they said, Hey, we'd love to have you up there with them. We've done some tag team stuff before me and fat baby. It always seems to go well. People seem to enjoy it. So we're going to do it again. We're going to call some great races. And, and like I said, hopefully fingers crossed, I'll get to be a part of the broadcast of my first ever super late model race. So that'll be a pretty cool milestone for me. Yeah, that's definitely a big milestone. I would, I would imagine the 
in the inter in the commentary type game, something I I really enjoy too. Uh, so what I'm hearing is you need a victory lane guy for tomorrow. <laughs> hey, we might have to bring somebody on. I I'm sure there'll be somebody, but we've gotten to now where we've got so many good people working for us. Where if I can't get down there, we've got Rodney Post, and if Rodney can't be down there, we've got Austin Sosby. Um, you know, and that. hey, but but we're one of those people, man. If if people want to come to work and try something different, man. Feel free to come on down. Like I, I'm not, I'm not the picky type about I've got to do this or I've got to do that. If somebody wants to try something out, man, and you can get through the gates, come hang out, man. If you want to do a, if you want to do a victory lane interview, I will be more than happy to give you the microphone. Man, as long as I can get my tweet out after he gets out the car, I'm fine with that. <laughs> so we'll see how tomorrow goes. I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be again a good show, great prices, great show. Uh, hopefully, we're going to give us a good crowd. Obviously, again, weeknight racing's always a little fifty fifty, but but I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a nice little buzz around this. Event. Event, and I'm really hoping we get a great crowd too. I agree too. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast tonight. I'll see you tomorrow and have a good one. Yeah, thank you, buddy. All right, see ya. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Will. It was a good long one. Uh, still not like the third or fourth longest conversation we've had in the podcast history, but we're going to be seeing him tomorrow night in Gaffney. Uh, we're going to go over some of the results and what else happened the weekend of the 19th and 20th. Carolina Speedway got a show underway, including the Carolina Sprint Tour I talked about, where Jake McLean got that win. And the Crown Vic Twins, it was won by Colt McGinnis, and he won both of them. Thunder Sportsman was won by Colt Gilliam, Pro 4 AJ Barker, Super Sportsman Josh Wilkerson, Carolina Sprint Tour, like I said, Jake McLean. Thunder Bomber is going to be with probably next week's guest, Hunter Funderburk, and Hornets, like usual, Scott Cloninger. Uh, shout out to Bumper Jack, Jack Craig, getting those photos and being there like he usually is at Carolina. And let's see what other racing we had on the weekend. S- tell you what else is going to be happening besides Cherokee and Livonia with the XR Working Man Series and the Sprint Tour on Saturday at Livonia, hopefully. Before we do that, let's get into what races we got past weekend of the 19th and 20th. So... Cherokee got their show in on the 20th. Carolina Clash at Lawrence was canceled. I am not too sure if they're going to have a rescheduled date for that. Weekly show at East Lincoln got rained out. And Mid-East 604, I believe, did get through their show. I do not have the results on top of me right now, but shout out whoever won, I guess. (laughs) And this upcoming weekend, we have Carolina Sprint Tour Saturday. At Lavinia Speedway, like I said, weekly show at Carolina. I believe that is Friday, possibly. I might be wrong. Let me double check real quick. If you want to find out any information, Carolina Speedway, go to Mark Abernathy's Facebook or to Carolina Speedway. They will be racing Friday the 26th, Thunder Bomber Shootout, Super Sportsman, Thunder Sportsman, Pro 4 Hornets, Twin Ford Outlaw Main Events, and Vintage. Gates open at 5, racing at 8, Pitts 30, Stands 15. Mm, let's see what else we got. Like I said, already gone over pretty much everything else, including the Mike Butler Memorial on Sunday with 5,000 to the MIDI 602 late models. And originally on my schedule, I had the Carolina Sprint Tour was going to be at Tacoa as a doubleheader, but that is now moved to June. I believe I got that information from Sean Vardell a couple weeks ago. Uh, when we talked to him, but the week after, our boy Michael, friend of the show, pal of the show, he is going to be making the trip down to West Virginia Motor Speedway to go check out the historic hundred with the 
the almost World of Outlaws, the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. They're going to be there for 50000 to win, I believe so. And also is going to be the SCDRA Northeast, which is now hopped on that show. And I believe they are running for 11000 if I am correct. I'm getting this double-checked up. 12000 to win for them. Let's go ahead and see. I'm going to just go over their payout real quick. If they have 100-plus cars, it's going to be 15000 to win at West Virginia. Uh, right now is 12 to win, 4 second, 2,000 for third, 4,000, or 4 place gets 1,500, and 1,000 for fifth. And then it goes down a couple hundred bu uh, hundred bucks down through the field. Uh, everybody gets a tow award of 50 if you're a part of the series. And so, yeah, uh, this is going to be some awesome racing. I appreciate Michael going out there to get some content for me. We're probably going to have him and uh, Kyle from Front Wheel Drive Friday talk about that event going up kyle has a lot more information about the front wheel drives and a bunch of those guys that will be up there and then week after that scdra will be at i-75 in tennessee i would love to make it to that like i've said in the past couple episodes but that's just not realistic for me uh everything going on but yeah for me i'm gonna be at cherokee thursday and if we are able to get any racing underway Saturday. There's a chance I could be somewhere, or if anybody needs me to, wants me to be somewhere, I could make that work. But, yeah, I'm excited to see some great racing tomorrow night, Cherokee. Hope to see you there. Uh, if you are, let me know on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But if you want to keep it live race updates, I'll be on the Doom Thunder Twitter, D-U-N-E-W-I-C-H. And I appreciate you guys coming back to the podcast, uh, being a little patient with me. This stuff's been slow. Finally got my girlfriend moved up in here. Uh, up to the Doomwich headquarters. Uh, it's been a long couple of days, but uh, really happy uh, in general. Really happy to be able to bring you guys back some content and keep working on it. Uh, I'm not slowing down now. We're just getting into the middle of summer, and uh, I'm still going full speed ahead. But, yeah, I'm just really excited to get back to the racetrack after a week or two off after, like, a triple race weekend. But that's besides the point. I'm going to act like it was only one because it was only one dirt track. But, yeah, go back to the – Doomwitch store on spring. Uh, all the links are on my link tree, my Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Try to find yourself a t-shirt, crew neck, hoodie, sticker, all that stuff. I will have the small stickers on hand tomorrow. Uh, trying to think of have a Doomwitch hat or two, possibly. Uh, if you want a Doomwitch hat before I leave to go up there tomorrow, let me know and I'll see if I have any available to bring. Right, yeah, I hope you guys have a great weekend. And I will see you guys at the Throwback 50. Don't forget to follow Doomwitch on Dirt on all social medias. D-U-N-E-W-I-C-H on Dirt. And have a great weekend.